The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Tonight, a brilliant start to the summer by Australia's bowlers as the South Africans struggle. Disaster for the Kangaroos and the Panthers as a game of touch brings down Josh Mansour and a 108-year drought is over, but it took perhaps the most dramatic World Series game for it to happen. Welcome to the Rush Hello, Goods. Hello, Dan. What a day of sport. Oh, you would have loved that. I, I know you love your baseball. I know people that didn't that don't know baseball and you can't not be sucked in by what happened today. Great sporting event. We'll talk about it later, but um uh, the Chicago Cubs, 108 years, and they and they finally won the World Series. It was the most unbelievable game. It was tied, rain fell, mm-hmm. uh, there was a delay, they came back. You couldn't do it justice describing uh, how it was but we will play later Bill Murray long time Cubs fan doing interviews afterwards and yeah. I think he might have been slightly inebriated he looked <laughs> like he was enjoying himself Dan I mean I know you know you're not either one a fan of either club when it comes to following the baseball but did you jump on the Cubs I feel oh, like a lot of people why, why the Cubs and not the Indians I mean they haven't won it in such a long time as well Cleveland just won a sports title three months ago with the, ba- with the basketball yeah and then uh, the Chicago Cubs the lovable losers 108 mm. years um, but all, but what about LeBron James who is a Yankees fan and he's jumping up and down that's city of Cleveland all that but it's all a bit fake mm. but it was wonderful absolutely wonderful but uh, the main thing today for most people listening is the cricket Yes. And we'll get to what has been a wonderful day for the Australian bowlers. But before that, can I play for you? This is, you know, they do the anthems at the start of the test match. Yeah. What do you think of this version of the Australian anthem that was displayed before the Wacker test? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like a... Like the start of a Star Wars movie, Dan. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. That's good. Hey, dear. Very different. Hey. You like that? No. No, really. I don't like it no, either. No. I like the traditional. When it comes to the anthems, it's got to be... Should we, you know, should we go original. through what happened today? Here we go. For all those miss who have missed it, it's nearly tea time, by the way, and this uh, is uh, what happened. Uh, South Africa won the toss, elected to bat full of runs, Gerds, the yeah. whacker pitch. Stephen Cook. Now, I bet you've never heard of him. No. Not many of us have. 33 playing his third test. Stark did him in the first over, caught at gully with a superb foolish delivery. Yep. One down quickly. Hashim Umlai came in, him we do know about, caught in the slips off Hazelwood for a duck. Two for five. Uh, Hazelwood does it again four overs later. Dean Elgar caught behind three for 20. Wow. This is a road. Unbelievable. Peter Siddle comes on. He picks up where the other bowlers, the opening bowlers, left off. JP Dumini caught behind. He reviewed it. Wasn't a bad review, actually, but the decision stood four for 32. Then straight after lunch, Captain Faf Duplessis undid all his good work. He was looking good. He swung wildly at Stark. Another one caught behind the wicket, out for 37, five for 81. And a few moments ago, uh, the uh, last real recognised uh, Bavuma was out the line. Well, not last recognised batsman, he went for 51. Quentin de Kock, who's the keeper, mm. is on 52, not out. Philander on 10. South Africa, six for 174. Five for Dan, and de, de Kock came in and, and really stood up. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to avoid that, but well yeah. done. No. 
So there we go. Things are looking good for the Aussies, and they are in the last over before tea, so there's no need to switch over to the uh, cricket station. No, but how good is it, Dan? I mean, you can come home from work because it's played in the whack, and you still get a couple of hours in... Uh, watching it's what's your... going to be a great test match uh, for Australia. Uh, well, a great first day for the Aussies. Anyway, so that's what's going on uh, in the cricket. And the wicket's all shared around. Hazelwood a couple, Stark a couple, Siddle and, and Lyon one mm. each. I can't believe Mems didn't get in for his batting ability. They went with Siddle. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Highest scorer, though. Those that are counting how many Dave Warner OLED TV ads have been on. Oh, oh. We're going to get sick of that ad in a hurry. Looks like an impressive TV, though, Dan. Now, it looks like an impressive house that he lives in. Yeah. If that's his house... Mm. Mm. He'd be doing all right, wouldn't he? Well, you want to hope so. Mm. What <laughs> is the go with that technology? Do you know anything about it? What about you? You don't even well, have here we go. HDT. No, I don't, Dan. I mean, no, how no. cheap are you? Oh, you know, you've got to keep things on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you're paid to watch sport. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What? What? It makes you. It makes you watch it. It makes it more effective to <laughs> report on, doesn't I it? I think so. Remember oh, really? Bill Harrigan when he was video ref boss blamed the fact they didn't have HD. Yes. Now if he's blaming ha- no HD in the box yeah. for wrong decisions, I'm t- tell- how can you not have HD? You've I don't got know. To, You told me the TV you had. You've got, you know you have got it. Mm. Yeah, it's, got avail- it's available. Ga- it's channel. Okay. Yeah. It's available because I go through all those HD channels and go, yeah, one day I'm going to save up and I'm going to get so one of those So you're just lazy. On. It's not cheap. It's, it's about, lazy. you know, calling up and changing the, the plan, Dan. I don't like those phone calls. But not even that. You can do it on the free-to-air. Don't you have the aerial what? running through? I don't know. What are you, some sort of audio-visual technician Everywhere. all of a sudden? You know the old aerial. You have it pumped through and yeah, it's on channel 90, the cricket. Okay. <laughs> I'll have a look at it. Disaster for the Panthers and the Kangaroos yeah. with Josh Mansour out, but not just for this series, but could be out for the start of next season. We'll get to that shortly. It's the Rush Hour here on Triple M. We do it this week for Sportsbet and their racing form. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M Rush Hour, getting you home on a Thursday night. And uh, T in the cricket, South Africa, six wickets down. This is the rush hour here. Ryan Girdley here with Dan on a uh, beautiful uh, Thursday afternoon. Not so beautiful if you're a Panthers fan. Gee, it's been a rough couple of days. We uh, revealed or via the news that um, Peter Wallace hurt himself at training yeah. two days. Not uh, training, rock fishing yeah. two days ago. Split his hands open. Both of them, yeah. And uh, I see Gus tweet that, that uh, hopefully he'll get a full pre-season in and he'll be fine for round one. There's other yeah. reports suggesting maybe not. Really? Well, I mean, astute purchase in uh, Mitch Rain, who they yeah. just picked up late on in the season. But, um, yeah, surprise for a while because he's the type of guy that doesn't like to go out in the sun. I mean, he's got red <laughs> hair and he just doesn't tan well. So, you know, I hope he had a big hat on or maybe oh. sitting under an umbrella. But, you imagine yeah, how painful. news. Mate, not only splitting your hands open, but doing it in salt water. Yeah. Ugh. But now the real disaster, Josh Mansour, uh, an ACL. Now this is the <sighs> worst type of knee injury. It is, and he did it playing touch in, yeah. a, in a you know routine training session. Yeah. So w- what's a realistic expectation? He's certainly yeah. out of this series. Look, uh, they say about six months these days, Dan. So you'd think that he might be back for origin. I mean, it's really unfortunate. Really established himself as probably one of the best wingers in the game with Big Semi at the back end of last year. Was fantastic in the final series. Played great against Scotland. Just got married. Was actually um, was actually going on an extended European honeymoon yeah. after the tour. 
Um, well, he can and do obviously, that, yeah. well, he'll have to come back and get surgery, Dan. And look, I know, you know, when you go on a honeymoon, the knee's not, you know, high on the list of body parts used, but <laughs> certainly you need to be getting around. And um, he'll have to come home, go through surgery, and then rehabilitation. So yeah, it's it's really poor timing. And you know, he's the kind of guy and and, the, and a, a winger in in our competition that's sort of Europe. No one else plays a lot like no. him. Like he, I think he most he made the most meters in the competition this year out of any player. So big loss for the Panthers who um, rely on you know his go forward and and as I said, irreplaceable and hopefully back for New South Wales next year, but um, certainly, you know, lost opportunity for the Kangaroos. Well, let's think of it. Six months, okay, so November, December, January, February, March, April. There's your six, so yeah, yeah. start of May. Yeah, and it, look, he's, um, he's the ultimate professional. You've seen how he looks after his Dedicated. diet and, yep. you know, he loves the weights room. So, look, he'll be a guy that you'd think will heal pretty well and will do all the right things to get back on ASAP. Players, uh, they get back, obviously, from ACL, but do they... Is there a risk he might not be a hundred percent when he comes back? Oh, look, he's only young. I think he's you know mid twenties. So look, I, I think as you get older and you do those sorts of injuries, it's your body struggles to recover. But I think at that age he'll bounce back. And um, he, I don't think he's the far. I don't think it's his speed that he relies on. To be honest, Dan, it's more of his strength and he's really smart around you know when he runs the ball and and the positions he gets himself between defenders. So I think he'll bounce back okay. And the noises coming out of Kangaroos camp were that he was in. Yeah and Val Holmes was in, it was going to be Blake Ferguson, the odd man out. So, uh, obviously, Blake now slots straight back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't spent much time talking about this Four Nations tournament, but um, that's a big game this week. They play New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, they win that, they're straight through to the final. If they lose, they're, they're going to have to beat England to make the final uh, the final clash. Uh, do you see New Zealand turning it around after it was a pretty decisive win in Perth a couple of weeks ago for the Kangaroos? No, look, I, I, I don't think so, Dan. I, I watched, um, you know, most of the game against England and, and they weren't great, no. you know, and, and I, I just don't know why. I'm just not sure why they're not getting, you know, the best out of their key players and Isaac Luke wasn't great. Like, Sean Johnson will come out and, <coughs> you know, do brilliant things individually, but he's just not steering the team around. You know, it, their game management was really poor in Perth and it, well, I thought it was pretty average against England yeah. and, and, and you can't beat Australia with poor game management. You need to have, you know, you need to tick all the boxes. You need to obviously, you know, play well. You need to be disciplined. You can't give away, obviously, lots of penalties and make lots of errors, but you need to get to the end of your sets. You need to put good kicks on the end of your sets and you need to put them in areas of the field they don't want to be. If you just make errors and give them opportunities, they take them. And then when they're in the lead, you saw what they did in Perth, you just can't track them. You can't run them down because they just close out games so well with their experience. So, yeah, I think they'll struggle. But um, good news for – and I'm not 100% he's been named in the side, but uh, I heard today that young uh, Tamari Martin, who's a young Panthers player who got injured this year – uh, is going to be part of the 17 to take on the Aussies. And congratulations wow. to him because hadn't played a lot of footy this year, uh, but might get a test under his belt on the weekend. All right, so that's uh, that's to come. We've still got uh, Bill Murray's drunk interview after the World Series to play, and you have uncovered a ripping story about the two Aussie blokes who pretended to be professional golfers in North Korea. Well, I heard about it, Dan. Then when you 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 know you scratch the surface, it's quite a funny yarn. So we'll have we'll have a chat yeah, about it. It's that. only funny because they're allowed out of the country. Yeah, exactly. It's funny now. This is the Rush Hour Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. An apology, a wicket fell right onto. So South Africa seven. 
for 175. Stark again, Dan. Clean bowling for Lander uh, for 10. So mm. uh, Australia right on top. It's uh, obscene. That, and and it, the pitch is not that treacherous at all. Well, there we go. This is the rush hour here on Triple M Goods. Now, I know yeah. you, you saw this story and you thought we have to talk about oh, this. Oh, everyone's, everyone's talking about this one, Dan. I mean, a couple of Brisbane boys, Morgan Rouge and, and Evan Shea, uh, they decided to fill out a form online and enter themselves in a North Korean golfing competition, <laughs> which obviously, you know, North Korea at the moment, probably a, not the not at top of the... Not the, a loaded two, field. ...two-visit list. And, uh, and these boys thought they'd have a bit of fun. Anyway, they were accepted... Uh, and then they started taking it pretty seriously. They um, they got some jackets made up, and uh, they 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 went over there and they're polo uh, they players, were, aren't they? They're, they're polo I players, think they aren't are. they? Well, they, and then they went over there, and, and once it was a big deal. Once they got there, the, you know, all the ambassadors came out to <laughs> meet them and all that sort of stuff. So. It was a little bit different, though, once they hit the course. Uh, it was pretty obvious then that, um, well, they weren't golfers. <laughs> Shay, he shanked the ball straight into the water. His caddy turned around to him, who was supplied by the North Korean uh, officials, golfing officials, saying, oh, you know, you've brought great shame on your family. So they started getting a little bit personal. <laughs> but I'm um, getting a bit nervous. The boys, um, yeah, th- so the boys finished second and third last. So they beat someone in. Um, and and that was the um, the ne- the Nepalese ambassador's fifteen year old daughter. <laughs> she was the only one to finish behind them, uh, but they were happy with their efforts, uh, and they're actually going to um, oh, they're going to compete in the two thousand and seventeen Somali Open. So these guys are oh, they're going to right. push on. It's a great story. Uh, didn't one of them shoot one hundred and twenty? One hundred and twenty. They both got over one hundred. <laughs> 120. <laughs> and and there's oh, one thing mad. North Koreans know it's good golf because remember King Jong Il once carded 38 under. What? That's true, yeah, at Pyongyang uh, at their yeah. big golf course. Better was, scorer than a golfer, Dan. It was reported that he shot 38 yeah. under par. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 52 at the time. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Five, he had five holes in one and yeah, one yeah, round. a couple of albatrosses. So obviously, you know, Very what a shame man. that our relations with North Korea is such that we didn't get to see him <laughs> compete on the big stage. <laughs> Wouldn't you be nervous crossing the border, though, if you're these two Aussie blokes? They reckon that, that even though that they obviously, you know, they found out about it, they had a bit of a laugh. The North Koreans had a little bit of a sense of humour. Oh, yeah, good sense. And that? they said it was actually um, easy getting out of there and it was all fun and games. So go figure. You know, um, when North Korea were in the FIFA World Cup a few years ago, and it was a very big deal. It was about the second match they played. They, they, they quitted themselves reasonably well in the first game. Yep. So... North Korea, the state television announced that for the first time they were going to take a live sporting broadcast. And this was a massive deal. North Korea on the world stage. Mm -hmm. They played Portugal and Ronaldo. (laughs) 7-1. There's never been a live broadcast of a sporting game ever since. (laughs) This is the rush hour here on Triple M. Uh, Now we bring you uh, when commentators uh, lose their stuff... And this is uh, the Iron Bowl. This is a very famous college football game. Yeah. Now on the Rush Hour. Oh, 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 when commentators lose their shit. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got... No, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Holy cow. Oh, my God. 
Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Cricket update. South Africa 74175. They've just resumed after tea. Rush Hour here on Triple M Goods and Dan, let's do this. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour live sports update. Paul Gallon and Junior Paulo today had a press conference to launch their fight on December 9. Yeah. Now, this was at, uh, for Sydney people, you'd be, it's at Scruffy Murphy's. It's just, Which that's is where just the press conference, downstairs. that's where the fight is. Yeah. Downstairs from where we were. Where is the fight, Dan? I think it's at Cronulla, I think it's at the stadium at oh, Shark Park. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Uh, but here's the interesting part. Also on stage was Chris Sando, who was going to be on the card, but as yet he has no one to fight. Yeah. So what did he do? He called out Todd Carney ah, to don the gloves. It's smart, though, isn't it? Another guy that's played at Cronulla, you know, to draw the locals in. Do you think that's well, the I don't think Cronulla and Todd Carney are on best terms at the moment. That's a good point. Uh, who would win a fight between Carney and Sander? I don't know. So I think Carney could... Carney would have to, He'd have to be 10 kilos heavier than Sander, wouldn't he? You'd think? It well, depends. Is, is, you know, a fit Sander Chrissy is, or a... is fluctuated. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That'll lie. <laughs> Who do you think will win the main event? You'd think Gal would have too much experience. Wouldn't you? Is it Paulo's yeah, first fight? I think so. Okay, if you can hurt him. Be hard to hurt Junior Paulo, I'd imagine. Uh, yes. Uh, raging favourite Yankee Rose did not win the VRC Oaks. A hundred to one shot. Lasquetti Spirit. Who? Lasquetti Spirit. Really? Took the, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, took the $600,000 prize before today's race. It had won $30,000. It's been disappointing, Yankee Rose, in this campaign, I have to say, Dan. Uh, was the cooler on it for the Cox no, Plate? No, 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 no. The cooler um, laid off Yankee. He did have a go at Yankee <laughs> early on in the season, but it's. Uh, I think it's been a disappointing campaign, to be it, honest. How's the cooler going? No good. It was poor last week. Uh, and... Uh, our friends across the ditch need to get a little more creative. A couple of weeks after the New Zealand Herald depicted Michael Checker as a clown, they've done the same thing with Wales coach Warren Gatlin. No. Oh, come on, you can't have everyone be a clown. Yeah, it worked the first have time him though, Dan. Joker. Yeah, maybe something a little yeah, bit different. I don't think. I don't think the New Zealand Herald needs to depict opposition coaches to get the team playing well. Nah, there's no motivating factor there for the All Blacks, is there? I think, did I see Jonathan Thurston do something a little bit quirky today in the All Blacks change rooms for the uh, advertising the Auckland Nines? What a rollout that's going to be too this year, Dan, just yeah. getting off topic a little bit. The Auckland Nines, Hayne, yes. Thurston, yes. Um, Johnson, obviously, so they're going to have all the big names and are, you are we going to call it? I hope so. Are you going to call it again, Dan? I believe so. Yeah, great. We should so. do it from over there. We say that every year, Gertz. Mm. You end up getting flown over and, the, and, and us poor saps are calling it off television. Yeah, shame that. This is the <laughs> rush hour on... But you, what, you, you don't want us to go over, Gertz, because we'll end up roping you into the call. Yeah, no, And then right. all of a sudden you're working. No, you should stay here, Dan. This is the rush hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble response. Triple M, this is the rush hour. Now, we have cricket rights. We can actually do this. There's yeah. a review going on. Josh Hazelwood's going appealing for LBW. Mm. I think it's Quentin de Kock on strike. Let's bring it up Ooh. if we can. It's at the back thigh pad, has it? Seven for 192, I think, is the score. Just check uh, RTS, please, just to confirm that. So it hasn't hit the bat. RTS coming up 
now, Aline. Well, that's hitting okay, outside. No bat involved. Okay. We'll go to ball tracking when available, please. This is live. So here we go. We hit him. Umpire's call. That'll be not out. So, uh, Aline pitching outside off yeah. stop. Impact is umpire. And there we go. So that was exciting. So that we high, Dan. Seven down. Rush hour here on Triple M. Uh, now, what about the year goods of the sporting hoodoo? Leicester City, yeah. 100 plus years, mm -hmm. they win the title. Uh, Iceland don't win the uh, the, the, the European, European title, yep. but a hell of a run. Yep. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland's first sports title in 46 years. The Western Bulldogs, 62 years. The Cronulla Sharks, yeah. 50 years. And now the Chicago Cubs. Incredible. This is the final moment uh, today. <laughs> Here's the old one. This is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs win the World Series! Bryant makes the play! It's over! <laughs> and the Cubs have finally won it all! So it's that's... 7 and 10. Yeah. Mm. 10 innings. There was a rain delay. It finished well after midnight Cleveland time. Had everything, didn't it, Dan? Weren't they up 5-1? 5-1. Early on in the contest. There was an awful mistake their catcher made, 5-3. Yep. The catcher then, in the next inning, walked up to the plate, hit a home run, 6-3. Then the pitcher started getting tired because he was used last night when he shouldn't have been. Yep. Cleveland hit a home run to make it 6-all. Uh, That's after eight innings. Ninth inning, no one scores. Yep. Rain delay. They come out after 17 minutes. Chicago put two runs on. Cleveland, their last chance, mm. they get one run, but they can't get the second. So there we go. That's, uh, Do you reckon, like, I saw a great tweet today uh, by, by someone who put out, Bill Murray, obviously famous for that great movie, uh, Groundhog yeah. Day, yeah. Uh, said that, oh, gee, I hope Bill doesn't wake up today and has the day all over again. I'm sure he wouldn't want to change anything. <laughs> no. Because it was his perfect day, wasn't it, Bill Murray? Oh, well, he... They're, they're, they have got some genuine hardcore long-time fans. Yep. John Cusack, the actor. Okay. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Mm -hmm. uh, Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam. He, yeah, right. he did the Take Me Out to the Ball game uh, in game five. Look, now, we, we've teased this. I don't know if this is good radio, but we'll play it anyway. It's Bill Murray. They've given him, Fox have given him the microphone and said, here, you do the post-game <laughs> interviews. And it's quite obvious he's had a couple. Yeah. And he's talking here, I think, with the general manager who put basically put the team together. He's the genius of the whole thing. Uh, welcome back inside the Cubs locker room. I'm with Theo Epstein. He's the boss. Hey, is there anyone you want to say hello to that you haven't thought about lately? Yeah. You. Very <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that the champagne? That's the champagne. They all wear ski masks. What? <laughs> to protect themselves. Oh, they do not. And they went, <laughs> from the corks, from everything. Right, oh, I guess that means I and they have um, or like that. Uh, plastic all around the uh, dressing room so their gear doesn't get wet. <laughs> there you go. I got that. Oh, so there are famous World right. Series. Are there any relatives or any folks you haven't talked to this week you want to say you're sorry you didn't get them tickets for the game or yeah, No, I just want to thank everyone who's ever put on a Cubs uniform, everyone who's ever rooted for the Cubs. My mother thanks you, my father thank thanks you, you my sisters thank you, my brothers thank you. I think. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. There are famous World Series. Happened to the Boston Red Sox about 30 years ago where they actually put plastic. They were, they were so close to winning, they put plastic around the dressing mm. room, wheeled in the champagne, and they lost. It's like the old, yeah. So as the players are running back in, you just see someone wheeling out the champagne. It's like those in, in, in England, the Premier League and the FA Cup sometimes, you know, going to the game, they get... they. 
they do all the paint spray painting on the buses, you know, winner 2014-15 and then they don't get the results. <laughs> <laughs> they just see them the next day repainting the bus. But do you reckon someone got that all up you were just talking about, Dan? What do you reckon that would have paid? What's that? Oh, like the oh, Cubs, shit. the Cavaliers into the Sharks. I mean, gee, you wouldn't be working another day in your That'd life, like, would you? You would have to. That's a back to the future situation. <laughs> yeah. Marty yes. McFly. Hang on, we've got one more bit of audio. This is – so the game was in Cleveland – but all the fans in Chicago congregate, congregated outside Wrigley Field. I think we've got the audio of their reaction here to the final out. There's about 10, 20,000 there. <laughs> I'll tell you what the plan was for this segment. We'd organised to have an uh, owner of a bar... This is yeah. why we're just filling here for these few minutes. A local Chicago bar. A local Chicago bar. We called them out and said, eh, we're too busy. We're too busy. What was the, so, but the last game, I mean, obviously down 3-1 yes. in the series, and they yeah. had to win a couple of games away, didn't they? Otherwise, yeah, the it's obviously. And, and so that last game was in Cleveland. In, in Cleveland. So they were all the Cubs fans outside what, Wrigley Stadium? Wrigley or they travelled to the game? Well, a few travelled, but those, that were just that played was outside the Wrigley Field. Ground. There we go. Mm. So the Chicago Cubs winners. We've got a sports update and we'll wrap things up. It's the Rush Hour Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sports update. Uh, be nice and quick. They've just gone into an ad break here, but Australia still have South Africa seven down, so no success since the last time we spoke. And Quentin de Kock is uh, on his way to 100. Uh, the South Africans, 7 for 214 a, a short moment ago. Make it 7 for 218. The cock is 80. Yep. Off 88. So there we go. Uh, and uh, we talked about the Chicago Cubs, so there's no need to uh, embellish on that any further. They have amended, uh, ended America's longest sporting drought, 108 years winning Game 7 of Baseball's World Series against the Cleveland Indians in extra innings. Oh, and some league news that came through today. South have re-signed Zane Musgrove. I don't know if that's been widely reported, but uh, young, I think front rower, yeah. front rower. Yeah, okay. He's been re-signed to a long-term deal, so obviously they've got high hopes for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Rush Hour. We'll wrap it up after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour on a Thursday night. Here for the next month or so. I just see an, I've seen an article here uh, posted on the Herald Sun website. Usain Bolt, who's here at the moment. For the Spring Carnival? Yes. He would have been a hit in Melbourne, Dan. I, I Is he a single man, Usain? When he wants to be, I think. Okay, okay. Gee, would have had fun down there. I mean, I'm sure... That, I mean, you imagine horse that? racing's huge in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him just walking into a marquee? And just the lineup of women just wanting to mm. say hello. He's, very you smooth. He's a very smooth customer. He had fun in the Olympics, they reckon, by all reports. Uh, he is going to, and I'm reading this piece now, will pocket up to $1 million to compete in Melbourne as part of Athletics Australia's new look Nitro Summer Series. Yes. So it's on in February. Mm. Athletics Australia was allocated the week of Feb. 4 to 11 for the new teams event ugh, with details of the format yet to be finalised. The fastest man in the world is likely to race in a relay and possibly over longer distances of three or 300 or 400 metres, given that's the norm early in his preparation. Well, I hope he runs 100 at some point. 
What is this? We're paying series? him a million dollars to come out. Is this a new series, Dan, or is this sort of have this been going on for a while? This it sounds like it's Nitro Circus. Now they 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 do have a summer series, but I think the the new look okay. Nitro summer. Uh, he series. would. I'd love to see him run in the flesh. I mean, that would be an experience. I think mm. you got to. It's got to be on your bucket list, Dan. Uh, he is now, it says here, giving serious consideration to competing at the 2018 Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. Ah. Now, wouldn't that turn that event into something? Wouldn't it? Yes. So there we go. Uh, keep an eye on that. Cricket update just before we go. South Africa 74222. Now, the Richie score and uh, DeCock on 83. So they're going pretty nicely. Oh, they ugly are. Phil is back. Where's he been? He's back. Know. He's Spring coming. Carnival? Right after. Maybe. Maybe uh, he's on right after this. Talk to you tomorrow. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.